Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm here to introduce you to the Tier 3 podcast. The podcast that has done for Blood Bowl what Nurgle's Rot has done for the sex lives of Pestigores. Enjoy! Hello everybody and welcome back. It's been a while, been an extra month, more than normal, but... I'm here with everybody's second favourite host. He's the mean green gravy stain machine. Beard, how are you doing, buddy? I'm not too bad. That was a, a bit of a different intro, Jay. Have you uh, you've been putting a bit too much sugar in your tea for a change, have you? No, no, it's just... I always call you the man, the myth, the legend. But I think when we actually get to some events, when they actually meet you, there's a little bit of disappointment in the eyes. So I thought I'd change it up so... What is it Griff says? Never meet your heroes? Yeah, because uh, if you were somebody's hero, but I'd be very fucking worried, I'll be honest. Like, Mate, the only the only time I'm an hero is when I put my Superman underpants on outside of my trousers, getting dressed in the morning. That's when you'd, uh, your stick tablets are uh, working overtime, is it? It is. <laughs> right, so we've been a while, but we haven't really spoken to everybody in a while so shall we well so we just break down what we've been doing because yeah we've been playing in a league and it's gone great for some and absolutely awful for others but do you want to tell them how you've been getting off yeah so we i think last time we left off we'd played two games i'd won my first two and then I come to play Mark in our league, and I played against Mark's corn team. And we had a bit of a bloodbath. Or should I say, we were removing things for fun. I shouldn't have removed as much as I did. And yeah, it was just it was just one of them games where dice shouldn't have happened. I got one up, and then he managed to score later on. I couldn't really stop him scoring. It wasn't a bad game. Really enjoyed it. And then I went on to play my bye week. So I had a very difficult game against Ian. All of three minutes pressing some buttons on tour play. Nil-nil draw and a lot of handshakes. And uh, so I've managed one draw and one bye. Before we come on to your game, I just want to mention that Mark then moved on to play Barry and his Dark Elves and had another very rough game for removals with three, four, four more removals Missing next game, players carried over, and yeah, it's he's having a bit of a rough time in the last couple of games as well. Oh. How are you getting on, Jay? He's having a rough time, <laughs> is he? Oh, oh, bless him. Oh. oh, well, what can I say, but I I don't even remember speaking about any of my games, so I'll mention them all here. They've been shockingly shit. Bottom of the league with my Norse team. Because, I know, my dice being dice, just I don't know whether it's a blessing from Nuffle or whether it's just the only luck I got is bad luck. Yeah, I'd say that's spot on. I've had three games. One one of them was a bye. So uh, that, was a, that was a hard-fought uh, draw. Bottom of the six-man league, I am, bud. One spoon in it. And I think I've only managed to skill up one player in three or four games. So I haven't been able to break armour properly. I haven't been able to... You know, any, make any meaningful headway in the game. I've always been chasing, and it's that bad. I've had two elf teams, and do you think I was able to break any armor? I played a dark elf team, and I kept fucking chasing the score, which I should be thankful that I was. I managed to stay in the game enough to draw the game, but 
oh my word, it was an uphill slog every turn. And it was just a fight with my dice. I think, I know I got a new habit of just launching anything in my hand now because of how annoying it is. And I'm thankful we've got an empty club room where you can just launch dice cups at the wall. I, I have watched your dice and I think... Now, my Nuffle, I think Corn has blessed you with the amount of skulls you're rolling. I have honestly seen less skulls on paintings of Corn's throne of skulls. I, I'm, I think you must roll 90 dice, 89 of them are skulls, and the 90th is cocked and about to land on a skull. It, it, it genuinely yeah. is that bad. But playing other games, so just sort of as a side to this, we played uh, Betrayal at Hill House or House on the Hill or whichever one it is. Betrayal at Hill House. That's the one. On a Sunday night club that we go to and you were rolling as high as you needed to or you were rolling top whack on almost every dice roll so i think it must just be blood bowl dice so you might have to accept that blood bowl you're not going to roll well but everything else that's just where your bad dice go yeah and in the middle of all this as well we've had a slow grow campaign which i've had to end in another club because we were doing obviously it was um five five hundred points every three weeks or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And played a few games of that with my Slaves to Darkness, and I would, I think I've done pretty well. Didn't have any losses in that one. Only one draw, which was your first game, because I had to teach you how to play. I will say the last game I had was a pretty good one where I played our friend Gil, who took Fleshy to court, or old-school Bretonians, I like to call them. Even had a zombie dragon at a 1,000 points, and... The poor bastard, he charged that in, and I had, a, well, two units, and one of them was a chosen unit, and it that, th- that thing turned to, turned to, like, you know, red mist pretty well. So, I think you're right. I think his Blood Bowl is just shockingly shit. I, it's mostly uh, the other games I've, uh, I've done really well at, and with all the hype going up for 10th edition, I'm thinking I might actually revive the the nid army that i had was it all those many years ago in fifth edition so i'm starting to spread my wings back out rather than just being stuck in one game i think i need to for my time i i i think what you're going to end up doing shortly with blood bowl is celebrating it both down as if you've just won six nil in the last game to win the entire tournament yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to get to that point where like you know push is considered a top result for you do you know what i mean like <laughs> if i if i finish a game with six players that's a win as much as we joke about it i i've watched quite a few of your games where we've either had a buy or there's only been five or, or odd numbers turn up and i'm quite happy to sit and watch everybody else's games i'm happy to get out and just have a drink while everybody's having a game and it's painful to watch like there's some games what are you where telling you me? There there's some games where you watch or you're, you're against your opponent and the ones that fail are the critical dice rolls Yours tend to be every dice roll? Yes, every single roll. I think the only thing I can do mostly is move my players when they're in the open. That's about it. And I got a feeling sometimes now they're just going to fall over for the sake of it. Just instead of playing the team, play as a drunken fan in the crowd and just and get pissed? Well, I would, but then we'd all be stuck in Merthyr, which nobody wants to be stuck in Merthyr, not even the people from Merthyr. Good point. Good yeah. point. So that's enough of us rambling about our hobby. And our game time outside, because I could literally speak about anything other than Blood Bowl at the moment, because that's what we've been doing. We've been 
quite varied. The other thing is we've missed we missed our anniversary date, but I think we are like three years old now, but as a podcast. Christ. Oh, it's going pretty well, I think. How time flies when you're taking a piss out of me. Well, yeah, of course. If I don't what? do it, who's going to do it? Well, I, you say that, and uh, Joe, who's had quite a few shout-outs now on the podcast, has come along to a couple of wrestling shows with you and me, and she's joined your side in ripping a piss out of me, so I get it from both sides. Exactly. I would say you're a bad influence on her, but she does it at home anyway before meeting you, so I think it's just like, never mind adding you both together and making two, it's adding you both together and making eight. Do you know what I mean? Like it's We are now supporting our local wrestling group now when we like uh Yeah, a couple of indie shows and that's that seems to be another hobby that I've picked up now and another one that I'm sharing with you. Don't worry guys, this isn't turned into a wrestling podcast. <laughs> but uh me and Joe have got to get T shirts now because we've become the uh Team Brown Town now, haven't we? Because uh, we like to take the piss out of people. As Jay has seen in person, my missus can be savage at times. But it was the fact that the guy slightly heard her, and you could see that he was looking very confused. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. This isn't a pod, uh, wrestling podcast. This is a Blood Bowl podcast. So, what news have we got from the world of Blood Bowl? Well, to celebrate our three year anniversary, we've had a FAQ. And. Oof. I think I made clear my uh, my views on uh, this FAQ when it first came out, because I put a little tweet up on Twitter showing how much I fucking disdained it. But yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting one, especially when five days after it was released, the errata for the FAQ came out, which cleared up jack shit. Nothing changed, really. Well, word on the street is you've upset Games Workshop so much They've actually paid somebody to curse your dice even worse for the rest of your games. How could I upset someone by rolling shit? Unless they use the square base thing. What I'm going to say is the FAQ, it wasn't great. It was somebody got their knickers in the twist about dribble snot and bombardiers in general. It, it kind of it kind of fucks over everyone really, doesn't it? Someone in the rules team got touched rather inappropriately by a bomber in at least one game and just went, we're stomping that shit down the drain that's that's not happening like i'm not a a game tester for gw right but my my thing is right whether people agree with me or not is another matter and let's be honest most of the time people don't agree with me at all because i got a very shit take but when you're playing tier three you're very low strength so you need the help and the fact that the reason you had bombs was that was your ticket to try and Get rid of one or two players. So, yeah, okay, they had a version of Mighty Blow. Whoop-de-doo. I do not care. That was the one way that we could try and get an advantage. And I'm not just saying that because goblins and a bomber or snotling bombers or whatever, but the reason for, like, Cindy as well, like, for the halflings as well, it kind of fucks about with that. Because, like, I, I hope it just doesn't put a lot of players off now where we don't see tier three teams yeah and that takes a lot of fun out of the game then yeah i mean the whole the whole point of stuff like that with tier three teams was tier three teams weren't meant to win as much so because they were cheaper and had cheaper star players they had not necessarily a chance but half a chance of having one turn that cracked up the, the opposition team yeah you might still lose three nil or three one dwells you've had half a chance of doing something. You've got half a chance of developing a team if you take them in a league or playing an eternal league yeah. online. And I, I just think 
the way they've done it, all they had to do was like they did with the megastars, just put something on there that it doesn't necessarily have to be done the same way, but the way they've done it is just, there's awful and then there's dire. Cindy is still not a megastar, even though she's no. just as bad as Bomber. They, they've not megastarred her, so no. she's still going to be available at events. It, it, it seems like there's a bit of a imbalance, really. They've taken away the, the plus one to the injury or armor roll. I dislike that one very much. The other one I wasn't keen on, it was really because I don't understand. It's the Hail Mary pass with Cannoneer because you don't tend to measure for a Hail Mary pass. It's always inaccurate, but yet on a long pass then they give you a plus one. Just seems a little bit... doesn't seem to add up to me. Yeah. Because cause technically it's not a long pass, it's a Hail Mary pass, which is different to a long pass in long bomb. Yeah. Because you don't you don't measure for it. No, it's it's like a special pass action. Right. Yeah. Similar to like a special block action where you have either a hypno gaze or a, a blitz instead of kick team uh, throw teammate. Kick teammate. It's it's yes, it's part of the pass action, but it's not bound by the pass action rules. It has its own rules of how it's affected and how it's played. You know, yeah. I mean, for me, the one that, that that's gripped me a little bit is chainsaw kickback. Whether breaks armor or not is a turnover. That I don't know if I'm misinterpreting that, but that's now screwed over every chainsaw. Yeah. To me, I I thought it was always if it kicks back and knocks your player down. Whereas if it doesn't break armor, it was never a turnover. But now a kickback and you don't break armor, but it's still a turnover. Star players, they've confirmed now that the ones that you buy in a set of two only count as one. So I think some people that we know was trying to work out if they could do crack and crumble berry and was it dribble and drool in the same team. So they get four star players and I'm just like, no, don't like that. Sneaky get has been hit as well. At this point, I just want to say we could carry this on for four hours. However, clearly we've upset Games Workshop previously, hence why they've done all this to us and why they've cursed Jay's dice. So what I'm going to say at this point is, Games Workshop, which fucking fun sponge amended all this shit? They're not a fun sponge, they're a fuck nugget. Fuck nugget. I, I was trying to be a bit more polite about it, but I would agree with your assessment as well. Somebody at Games Workshop forgot that Blood Bowl was meant to be fun, and the people yeah. who take goblins weren't quite there in the head anyway, which is why they took goblins which might be why we're taking goblins in a week or so. Yeah, so there you go. Then, So once you've performed your final action, you can't move away to be safe. You've just got to stand there, take it like a man. Yeah, it's just a few things I don't... I, like I said, I just don't understand. There's a few clear-ups, like the Amazons for... Is it Dungeon Bowl, I think it was, where they were... Yeah, there was some something not marrying up with what they were in the regular rulebook compared to Dungeon Bowl, so I think they've just aligned those the one thing i'd like to the africa is where they confirmed if you've got a useless skill you can re-roll it and i like that because i think the example yes. they gave was your like, arm evaluate uh was it your arm evaluate but then you get iron hard skin which stops when you're being broken on it anyway so it doesn't matter type of thing so it's like other examples for that would include things like you have no passing stat and yet you roll a passing skill it's nice that they clarified that and i will say that's the yeah. only thing i like the rest of it it's like fun police really up the game. We had a person reach out to us as well, talking about. Do you remember we were talking about how shit that um oh what's his name was Bile Rot was? 
Oh and yeah. Like I said, if some if somebody can prove to me that he's useful, a follower on uh, Twitter said I only use him for defensive, and then I was like, oh cool. As a defensive player, he's probably, you're probably right. But GW seemed to believe, to me, when you call this guy a block guy, he wants to go forward and do shit, right? Not just sit there, take it, and let his fatty tits jiggle, right? So I think, really, with these friggin' star players, they got to leave this shit out of the positionals. But somebody did shout out that they use him and he's fine. So, like I said last time, if somebody could prove to me that he's useful, my words, and there you go, I have shouted him out. I have said he's useful, but his model is shit. His model is awful because that's been released lately, haven't it? It has. I, 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 I could give or take the model. He looks like a sweaty fridge. They, they haven't modelled him on me. I, I might be an under the counter fridge because I'm so short. Well, no. Well, the thing is, you, you look like a sweaty asshole, but you know they couldn't make that into a model, could they? Fair, well, fair assessment there. I totally agree with you on that one. Was um. Everyone's favourite troll model released when uh, we recorded last, because I can't remember I talking about it. I don't think it was. I don't think the the good good listeners have listened to your uh, musings. What I'm going to do is I'm going to disappear, go to the loo, make a cup of tea, let the dog out. I'll come back and Jay will still be ranting about this model. I don't like the face, right? That's all I'm going to say. I don't like the face. And people I've spoken to are under the same impression. It's the face is absolute stupid. Before we go any further, are you talking about the Ripper model or are you talking about the first time you've introduced me to everyone? Because what you've just said there could apply to both. Ripper, because no one change their mind on your face. But something about the way they've set up that nose, his schnoz, it it, it looks a bit like, perhaps it's their paint job as well. Mm. But they've got that glasses down on his nose, which he looks like he's inhaling his glasses. And licking the bottom of them at the same time. Even though that could be just his little tip of a dick nose. I just, I don't know. And I think, unfortunately, he's not looking the best. I think you probably see him proxied with um, Age of Sigma Trogoth models. Just to make a different troll. But I, I just don't like it. Uh, if, they could, if they could change the face. But as we shout out normally our fr- friends at uh, She Prince 3D... They've got a model from is it Brutefun? Yep. Which which looks ten times better. So if people want the uh, Ripper models, I would suggest to go there because that GW one he looks worse than a window licker. He really does. Don't forget we have got a tournament coming up, Coupon Drag Two. That's coming up fifteenth of July. We got the tour play set up, so you can find us on there. The page is set up. That's linked to our Facebook. If you want your place there. You need to get in touch with us. We uh, was it on top of that now? Uh, we got some sponsors. We got to get in, get a chat into as well. Is it anything else now yet? There is. If it comes out in time, Joe Solo has his own event, Gravy Bowl. Had we not been otherwise engaged with a tournament like Gravy Bowl, I don't care what the rules pack is. I would have been there. However, I had a year long standing agreement to get to the one that we're going to this month, so I wasn't gonna let that one down. But if it's out in time and the ticket's still going, Gravy Bowl is also a thing. Perhaps we can make that another year then, because we've yep. got our friends across the pond, the IE of Nuffle Boys have got the uh, events going on as well. So if people are from that way, we they can reach out to them, get tickets. They've got a, two events coming up now. 
So get involved. Part of the, the glam series. I see. I love that name. It's that's catchy as anything. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go on too much with that. But I'm going to say this now. So for people to be away, we got a segment coming next month, which is a little bit different than we normally do, and it was given to us by Christian Tap. Do you know where Christian Tap is from, Beard? With a name like Tap, I want to say a pub. But that's probably not wrong. I have no idea. Where, where Where is our listener, Mr. Tap, from? Mr. Tap, right? I was really surprised at this one. So, let me get, let me get the message. He is from Seoul in South Korea. Wow. <laughs> there you go, right? Well, before so, you go any further, hello to sunny South Korea. The weather can't be any worse than it is ooh. in Wales. I, I was surprised that people that far listen to us so everybody that's part of uh, christian's group hello it sounds like they have good time together so if you're in the area reach out to our boy christian and they game at the dyson comics cafe so if you are interested in blood bowl and you're in the was it seoul south korea so- area yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to mispronounce it, but then I know I'm going to sound like an idiot anyway. Get involved. They, I think they run events at that place as well. So there should be quite a few things going on, Blood Bowl-wise, there. But yes, he suggested a, a segment. I like the idea. I've run it by you. You like the idea. So that's coming next month. So Christian, for a month, he's a Tier 3 associate now. And I think that's it now, isn't it? The main segment is coming up, which is, we are talking Tomb Kings. Hello, my friends. My name is Dan Kirby. I have a very easy to follow and very chilled out painted channel on YouTube, where I paint miniatures of all different shapes and sizes. I paint miniatures from all different types of board games, and by using simple tips, tricks, and techniques, it couldn't be easier to follow along. If you enjoy a relaxed painting atmosphere, then please check it out. Right, guys, we're back, and the joys of editing, you don't know there's any time skip between uh, the beginning and uh, this bit. So, I think for the first time this year, Beard, we're talking team building. We've spent so much time in that almanac, we've completely forgotten what we started uh, doing doing on the podcast. We have, but I think some of your pages are stuck together in that almanac now. No, not that many, but I think it's only one or two. It's fucking useless. But... Before I sidetrack too much, but we are going to be talking Tomb Kings and our first impressions. As a rule of thumb, when we talk skills, we try not to talk about block or dodge. One that everyone goes to, we try and think a little bit outside the box and trying to think, if that was restricted, what would we pick? I've gone a little bit overboard and I've done a sevens team and I've done a normal team of, ele- I say 11, 16. And I think, Beard, you've just done a team of 16, haven't you? Uh, I have a sevens team prepped as well. Oh, a sevens team prepped. We may overlap a little bit, but, you know, that's generally what happens when you spend too much time on a podcast and on the road going to tournaments. So, Beard, before we break down the teams, how would you describe Tomb Kings? Uh, I would describe them as slow, poor when it's raining for getting a ball. However, if they are played by somebody who is great at controlling the pitch, I think you can have a rough time getting through them. Yeah, i got to agree with that. It's probably not one that I would say 
somebody new should pick up. Probably somebody with a bit more experience. Kind of like Old World Alliance, you've got to have a little bit of experience before you can break the code on that one. But this one, like you said, your important players are slow, so you don't want to get them out of position. I think with Arm Evaluate, you're a little bit softer to the touch when uh, you go down. So you you need to protect your players very well. But, like I said, your important players are movement four. If they go down, they're isolated, and that's a massive problem. Exactly. But before we get into the actual breakdown, there are some gorgeous third-party teams out there. I oh, will yeah. say, GW dropping the ball on not supporting Kemri or Toon Kings and then moving the fantasy range into just oblivion has opened up some of the best miniatures companies out there to making Toon Kings or Kemri teams. So have a look. There are some amazing teams out there, either for physical purchase or STLs. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point, that is, but because... I've got a new team for Toon Kings, and I've had them from She Prince 3D, a listener to the podcast, and someone that uh, we've spoken to in person. Very good quality uh, miniatures, and I believe they were the Brute Fun Toon Kings. Ah, uh, you went with the Brute Fun ones. Yeah. What I've done so far is I've sprayed uh, the same type of brown as like Steel Legion Drab, so it's like this old, old bones type of colour. And then I've just dry brushed the shit out of them just to like make the you know make the bones pop a little bit. So it's going to be a work work in progress because there's quite a lot we need to get through because we've got a few things lined up that we need to get done. Whether it's for the podcast or for the YouTube channel, but I digress again. But I'm trying to advertise everything when uh, it's not the proper time. So. I let you start, but and where do you want to start? Should we start with the uh, the biggest, scariest guys on the pitch, the Tomb Guardians? Oh, I thought you were talking about your mother. Right, never mind. Yeah, Tomb Guardians. Well, oh. I don't know. I think most people think she's pretty scary. Come on, then. Yeah, yeah so Tomb Guardians. They're going to cost you a whole 100,000 gold pieces. And for that, you get movement 4, strength 5, agility 5+. plus. No passing whatsoever. 10 plus armor. And the skills they come with are decay and regeneration. Before you carry on, buddy, let's tell you what decay is. Decay is if this player suffers a casualty result on the injury table, it is a plus one modifier to all rolls made against the player on the casualty table. You've got a little bit of a detriment to going down. So you want to try and keep them on their feet, sadly. But that's a lot of this team is suffering from that, but so primaries for me on a tomb guardian. So obviously we're ignoring block and uh dodge. So for me, I've looked at what these guys can do. Um somehow I've managed to click one that I didn't want. Uh so I had guard, mighty blow. Yeah. And I also had stand firm because mm-hmm. you want your strength five staying where they are if they're pushed. If you've positioned them strategically and they're as slow as they are, you want them to stay there. On the offensive side of that then, so they're all mostly sort of, well, stand firm and guard can be both offensive and defensive. I've got frenzy and tackle because yeah, being a... strength five, you're going to use them as frontline guys and tackle, I think people are going to want to run away from them. The problem you got then is you, frenzy is a big problem because as we've said, the aim of the game is to throw less dice than your opponent. Yeah? Oh, it is. 
So Frenzy, I feel the only time you can do that is if you've saved up for block on it. Oh, yeah, if you've already got block, but this so, is a... We're not looking at block, so I was purely looking at... I know what you're trying to say, but, but like I'm trying to say myself, like, it's a, Frenzy is a little bit too... To, it's a little bit too unsure for me to put it on if we're risking it without any uh, block, sorry. Sorry for shitting on your parade with it. But no, no, no. I completely get it. The only other thing you can do is, because you've got access to the strength, if you don't mind foregoing any type of blitz with these guys, possibly you could protect them with Brawler. Brawler was one that crossed my mind, but I knew you were a big fan of it, so I think you oh, were... I, I love Brawler. If you can turn around and say... I'm never going to blitz with this guy. Brawler's the way forward. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Because you you look at a fanatic, a goblin fanatic, when you put Brawler on that uh, ball and chain, but it's one of the most deadliest things. And I feel Brawler, very early in the edition, got slept on massively. But Brawler Frenzy is a good combo. I too said, you know, guard would be a good one. Mighty blow, definitely, because this is going to be a, your hard it does if they do hit, like, you know. Yep. I think we're kind of in agreement on that one, but as generally. But Frenzy, I would want something to protect the amount of rolls you're doing first before I get that skill. That's me who dislikes dice rolls anyway because uh, I see too many skills. Right. So what I will do then means I shat on your parade then. I'm going to talk about the Anointed Thrower. The Anointed Thrower, you can have two of them in your team. They cost 70,000. They have Movement, 6. Strength, 3. Agility, 4+. Passing, 3+. Armor, value, 8+. So, they're not jumping about a lot, but they're going to pick it up the ball and throwing it. Because skills, they got Pass, Regen, Sure hands and thick skills. So primary skills they got general and passing. Secondary they got agility. The knightly thrower has got no chance of getting a strength skill, which is fair. It's a thrower. You you're not having him on the front line actually knocking shit out of people. So I decided on my thrower. I would say kick because you never got him on the line of scrimmage. Yep. So you can control where the ball is, and you need to know where that ball is to make your team effective. Leader, so you've got access to a reroll because they don't come cheap on this team. We can talk about that after. And accurate. So if you are thinking about passing, which is a very rare thing to do on a on a Tomb Kings team, you can uh, you can throw that. But it's a little short pass, so it's like a, you know up over the uh, over the head, the head. Have you thought of any other skills other than that? Like you, I went with leader and accurate, but I also thought, because you're a slow team and you need to make sure you know where the ball is at all times, uh, on the ball, I'm a big fan of this with slow catchers or pick fetchers of the ball, because whenever the ball is thrown or kicked at you, you can move them up to three squares towards it. So I think from a kickoff, if it's a deep kick, you're gaining three squares. If it's a shorter kick... You're getting them closer to safety around the bigger guys with the three squares. I also put diving catch as well. These are after, obviously, the same skills you've gone with. Purely on the basis of, again, it widens the net of that kick landing by him by one square and a chance of getting the ball. I know it ain't perfect, but 
on top of the ones we'd already gone through. I think when you have a problem as slow as the Tomb King problem, you have to look at how else can I deal with this if I can't necessarily save up for the stats for the movement. And I think anything that gives you that additional square or three squares reach for the ball, I don't think that can be a bad thing. I don't think they'd be first choices, but I certainly think later on after you've made a couple of skill choices. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think you are the same as me. Leader is a must because you've got, you've yeah. got to try and get at least one re-roll. I would say 70000 for a re-roll. That's quite expensive to try and budget straight off the bat. I'm not quite sure how many teams have got re-rolls at that higher price. It's going to be a rare occasion. You're going to be wanting to spend 140000 on a re-roll mid-season, really. Yeah, I think getting a skill for it makes up for the 140000 And yeah. I think we've all been in that boat where you're looking at tournaments and you're thinking, can I afford another re-roll? Or I have a skill left over. I've already taken the skills I want on the skills pack for these guys. Leader gets you that that extra, I don't want to say free because it comes at the cost of a skill, but it gets yeah. you that extra reroll. Yeah, and how many times have we all been fucked up by a master a master chef from a halfling team like that? Yeah, lose Leader you can't lose it from that. So Exactly. It's always a counter to that. Exactly, but exactly. So tell you what, but why don't you tell us about the blitzers then, is it? The Blitzers, the Anointed Blitzers then. Movement 6, your fastest guys on the team. Strength 3, Agility 4+, Passing 6+, Armor Value 9+. Uh, they come with Block, so the only team, uh, the only player on the team that automatically comes with it. they got Regen, sensing a bit of a scheme with that, uh, a bit of a theme with that. Uh, thick Skull, so staying on the pitch a little bit longer. And you get all that for the pricely sum of 90,000 gold pieces. Now, with this, as it already got block, I was looking guard, tackle, because they're going to be your players that you're going to be going and punching with. Yep. You want, they're likely to be based up with something, so people are going to try to get away with them, or because they're likely to be based up guard is going to be useful. I also thought strip ball as well. So even if you don't put the opposition down, the forcing them into dropping the ball at least. Um, yeah. Then after that, I was looking at frenzy. My secondaries, I went with catch. If you've got a player to pass, you might as well have a player to catch. Yeah, okay, that, that's a choice. It is a choice, and I I also know you can take leader on them as well, so you can get second reroll that you can't lose mm, as a as a yeah. as a last choice. It's not necessarily something I take early doors, but as a last choice, I, I think I would take leader more than catch. But mm. it, okay, yeah, you will have was it a four plus reroll? But you know, that's that's a tricky one to try and work out a bit like and so yeah that's fair right for me i also thought guard but then i was like really if i was gonna you use these guys as a tackler piece i'd be wanting to use my uh tomb guardians as the guard player so i i went with tackle and wrestle you know just to fuck about with those elf teams and whatnot Pro, I thought was a good one because that's a nice little inbuilt reroll that we can use. I wouldn't mind putting Frenzy on this guy because block, but again, Frenzy can send you straight out of position. But it's, and especially if you were looking to have another player guard, and then you're like, oh shit, I've ended up in like a, was it a two dice against me situation? So I don't know, consider, considering how 
badly my dice have gone I'm a little bit more of a defensive style I would say but uh, yeah pro you can't go wrong with a pro man that's, de that's definitely uh, something that uh, people need to use a bit more especially like was it chance of it going off three plus and then you're not using a reroll that's in in the team that could be needed exactly for else. No. you mentioned a, a word that also happens to be a skill uh, that I think could be very useful for a uh, Tomb Kings team. Defensive. Really? Do you think defensive yeah. is going to be that good? I, I think it could be for this team because they're reliant upon their positioning. You, you're forcing your opponent to seek out any advantages, especially in your Tomb Guardians, where they can. Mm. And I think defensive, not necessarily on Blitzers, but I think on the team in general. Yeah. So what do you think? Like defensive, possibly on like your Tomb Guardians, or they'd be guard defensive type thing, is it? Yeah. So if people are ganging up on them, you're like, well, really, you don't get to use your guard skill, but I get to use mine. I know that's a choice. That's a choice, but and I think perhaps we as a podcast, we've not really seen a lot of defensive. We don't, you know, considering how much guard is out there at tournaments. But like you said, that's probably not like a second or third choice. That's probably like perhaps a fourth if you're lucky, like in a really. But yeah, it's. Uh... It's a down-the-line choice if you get that far, but I think yeah. it has a place in this team. You're probably right with that one, but because, like you said, it's, you want to keep your position and you want to keep all the players up. Like, you, know, you don't want to be, was it, two players down and you're all out, out of position. Like, you know. Exactly. We've talked Tomb Guardians, we've talked Blitzers and Throwers, I think. We've just got to talk the every man of the team now, which is going to be... Your normal skelly bob linemen. You can have up to 16 players of this, but I don't know why you would want to pick 16 of them. They cost 40,000 gold pieces. Movement 5, strength 3, agility 4+, plus, passing on a 6+, plus, armor value 8+, plus, and they come with regen and thick skull. Their primaries are general. Their secondaries are agility and strength. To be honest, but perhaps like you said, defensive would be good because these guys are going to be a bit of everywhere. They're going to be backing up your Tomb Guardians. Could be a good choice. But I reckon tackle and wrestle because mm. people are going to try and dodge past these. Fend is a good one because if somebody does manage to push, you're getting them out of trouble. It could be useful. I don't see a lot of skills being put on the lineman himself. Like, What about you, Bert? So like you, I spotted kick... Wrestle, tackle, guard. I figure this was a good throwaway piece you could have kick on that's not necessarily going to be your thrower, uh, where kick might not be your first choice. You know me, I like a dedicated fowler, dirty player, sneaky git. I'm a fan of wrestle and defensive on these. For me, I just think it's their cheapest chips players. I wouldn't want my big skills going on these, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you end up with super skelly that ends up on like fourth and fifth skill, then yeah, I'd start looking at other skills but i think these are where you have your one-off skills and if they get punched they get punched you know what i mean yeah you, you can tend to recycle these ones out can't you because you want to keep your tv down like gonna oh i'd seen all the problem i got with these like yeah they're 40 or whatever but i don't think personally i would i would make a dedicated fowler on this team because you've got such a low av that you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're like one or two men down and then and that's fair. people people are knocking you down and you know your armor's 
quite easy to get through, like, you know, so I'd like to protect the team a little bit. But, you know, we're novices at this team. We we don't actually play um that regular. So if we've missed something major, it gives people a chance to, you know, contact us and tell us uh, what it's all about. Bia, do you remember the socials and the email? Oh, you'd like to think I would by now. Tier 3 podcast at outlook.com is the official podcast email. It is. We also have Tier 3 podcast on Facebook and we are podcast tier on Twitter. Find us on Instagram as well. Again, Tier 3 podcast on there. I have put a offer onto the uh, Discord for Squad Chaos for T-shirts. Um, I will be putting in another order in the next couple of weeks. If we get at trade price or whatever I can purchase them for, you will get them for. The more orders I get, the cheaper they become. And if we get to five, we will have a random drawing and somebody will have their T-shirt done for free. I love the fact that you've said, right, to, to all let's have a random draw. And it's not some spectacular number, like 15, 50, get 100 T-shirts. Let's go with five. Five T-shirts. Five is all it needs, and somebody wins one for free. Why Why make it somewhere where it's like silly numbers to get something for free when, you know, it just takes five people. All yeah. you have to do is tell us what name you want on the back and what men's size you want, and I will put an order in. Just need five T-shirts and a tub of gravy. Well, I, I, I get most of that gravy down myself, so, yeah, I would go through five T-shirts. And I totally agree with you. I've spent enough time with you on the road, but... Right, before we get sidetracked too much, but come on. Well, you got a sevens team that we need a plot for. So, Beard, I'll go first this time, but no bones about it. Oh, Christ. Damn fucking right. I'm going with two blitzers, a thrower, and five linemen. Ooh. One re-roll. Well, you can't have a ten of uh, specialists, can you? We can only have... Well, this is a 700k five, build, isn't it? Or 600. Oh, 600. Right, sorry. I've built at... Never mind. I've built at 700. Well, my build's at 600. So I'm more efficient than you, fucker. Well, as as Steve will attest to from our last tournament, you were much more fucking efficient with goblins than I was. Yes. Can, can we give a shout-out to Steve? Steve Burton. I think I've given him a, a shout-out uh, on the Facebook page. But a tournament we went to where I had the pleasure of meeting our listener, Steve. He had the, he had the pleasure of playing me and sitting in Beard's vicinity. I say this taking the piss because uh, I'm sure he cursed us for the rest of the day after meeting us. But, oh boy, I've never seen someone despise goblins the way he despises them. It's, uh, well, we'll keep that as a little hint for the next episode when we get to talk about the tournament. But, yeah, basically, I got eight, I got eight players... One re-roll, and I got 10k that I can't do jack shit about, so he, he's just left in the kitty. Don't tell me, that's exactly what you've done now that you've lost like 100. It's not, give me two seconds, because I'm just about to fuck about with my team. What a fucker. Uh, one Guardian, one Blitzer, one Thrower, five Linemen, and a re-roll. Ah, see, my my five skellies. I, I'd like to see this team played out, i got to be honest, because i got a feeling your one... Massive player wouldn't stand up against two of my block guys. Whatever floats your board at the end of the day. Though I do say to my two players with block, no doubt, I'd, even if they hit you, they both throw skulls. It's generally how I go, Captain Skulls, by I think that we should leave this up to uh, 
the listeners to see who they agree with for set up a sevens team using Tomb Kings. Personally, I'd have more fun with goblins. What you're saying is your team is play goblins instead. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that at all. It's, I don't know, it's such a team that oh, I find it hard to kind of break down way where you need those positions. Like, so when you go to a sevens team, like, oh, what can I scrap? And like, because you're like, oh, I could do with like if I scrap my blitzers or my thrower, but I get it like two guardians, and you're like, well, really, I need a player to actually pick up the ball. I need actually something with a hitting power. So do I take away? There's a lot of links in that chain. With, and you're missing it then when you go down to sevens. So see, I agree with that. I think I think they are one of the teams that do suffer at sevens because they are very slow. And like you say, you have to think: do I do I prioritize getting the ball, which they already struggle with, considering mm. the massive cost of rerolls in sevens? Yeah. Or do you go with you know I'm going to try and win by punching the snot at my opponent, and I'll worry about getting the ball afterwards, which is a way to play. It is, but don't forget, we got to get the ball on the way. We have. It's going to be an even smaller game, probably, and you'll be losing even more players and positionals. So I can't imagine it being good for Tomb Kings either. No, no. Although we may we may be looking at getting a copy of Gutter Ball to, uh, to try out and see what we think of. Oh, yeah. That's going to be on the YouTube channel, Tier 3 Podcast. At the moment, we seem to be bouncing between Blood Bowl and 40k. So it's whatever floats our boat at the moment. Go into our 11s then, but I say go to our 11s. I've actually got a team of 12. I can't even stick to an 11. Two rerolls on my team. I got four guardians, two blitzers, one thrower, and five linemen. And the spare 10, I'm going to put into assistant coaches. So I think that's probably the best ratio that I'm going to get out of there. There's no need for me to get a second thrower. You only need the one to protect, like you know. And you only need one in the cage. You don't want one getting the shit kicked out of him outside the cage. Exactly. How would you build your elevens, bud? Frequent listeners will know, but on more than one occasion, me and thee have built exactly the same team. So I'm going to put nobody out of their misery and say four tomb guardians, two blitzers, one thrower, a whole five skeletons for twelve man team, two rerolls, and the additional ten k. I also put into an assistant coach as well. There you go. See, obviously, we on the same wavelength, we're looking at efficiency for the team. But one thing I will say, I don't know when you were that 10k and you could choose between assistant coach or a cheerleader. Do you find that you get more roles on these things that need assistant coaches rather than? Yes, because coaches comes up on a seven. And also, I think coaches gets you the re roll, whereas cheerleader gets you the prayer to nuffle. And personally, I just think the re roll. Dude, I honestly thought you were going to go into that math armor bullshit then. Average is a seven. All the system coaches are on the same as well. On average, you're going to get this. No, 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 no. Look at me. I can, I can fucking Excel spreadsheet a fucking game. Yeah, I think really, after looking at this team, but we're in the same position at the beginning. It's a very slow team that you need to keep together to assist each other. Each, each person will have its role. Uh, surprisingly, your guardian, guardians are going to be your blockers. They're going to be assisting your blitzers. So you need to keep that rolling cage quite tight to protect your players. Got anything else to say on this one, Bert? Just echo what you said at the start. I think they are not a team for inexperienced players. That's not to put anybody off. I just think that they 
they require a lot more when it comes to positioning of players, and I think they require a lot more sort of planning two and three turns ahead, and I think they can find themselves out of position very, very easily if yeah. sort of you end up with two or three of your key players down and you are left with skeletons as your defensive cover then at that point almost. So I just think it's one of those that if you learn a play this way quite well and you learn a play positional play very quickly and you pick that sort of thing up great if you don't i think you could find yourselves quite stranded with them yeah yeah totally because you look at it now was it i've been playing blood bowl for was it three four years yep only now i'm looking at them because i didn't feel comfortable before but then again i'm not a very strong cage player so you know it's something it's something i've got to learn to pick up i don't know word on the street is you are uh I should say a word at the barbecue is you're pretty good at removing dwarfs with tier three teams. So that's for Steve to tell people. I I don't uh, break teams and tell, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, Steve, you know what you've done. You know what you've done. <laughs> Let's end the segment before we start uh, doing our usual thing of uh, bickering now. So we're gonna. Uh, Hit the music, and we will see you for the outro. And she said to me, you're not putting it in there. I'm not a halfling. <laughs> oh, hello. Blood Bowl Grud here. When I'm eating a McMurty's burger, the thing I like to do is listen to the Tier 3 podcast. Great advice. Great lads. Right then, guys, we're back, and this is the final segment. This is where we get to tell tell you announcements and clear up any podcast issues we got. So let's start on a positive note then, Beard. Do you want to give them the good news? Which bit? Well, I don't think we got much good news. We are slowly getting our YouTube off the ground. We've done a couple of test videos on there, and we are going to be starting branching out into YouTube, leaning towards something we have coming next year, which we'll be coming on to in a few minutes. Through the YouTube, we are going to not necessarily do hour and a quarter like we do on a podcast, but we might have a quick 10-minute interview from an event we go to. We might have just sit-down and hobby chat, so we might sit down one evening having watched, I don't know, the first season final of Blood Bowl Three in the ladder, reviewing the game we might do a full game review of a game we've played at a club we might just have a quick 10 minute power of a, a star model that's just been released but we're going to be getting that off the ground ready for do you want to say what's going on next year that no i i think you i think you uh need to tell you about because uh, you want you want the best reaction to the news i thought that this was just for our event but no this is for the welsh championship so as you guys know we're part of the welsh tournament series and Jay managed to get the sheepy re-roll a thing at the Welsh Championships. And we've managed to have a bit of an in with the Welsh boys. They like our banter and how we promote ourselves. So we will be the official commentary team for the Welsh Championships in 2024. Oh, yes. You will be able to watch it on YouTube across the entire weekend. We haven't ironed out all the details of how they're going to do it yet, but there may be entire matches that we commentate on. There may be quick highlights of a one-turn round if somebody gets some video footage of that for us. There may be in-between rounds, more than likely over lunch breaks, quick interviews with some of the players. There may be, during some downtime, just a quick review of a couple of rosters that have piqued our interest of particular choices. 
where choices are made and we even we look at them and go that's a choice but we are going to iron out those details can i tell you exactly what we've been asked go on commentate full t- uh, full games what we can pick the games we want and we can uh, we can commentate on them as they live live commentary from us and we get to record what we uh, we see so we can make a highlight reel and you know talk about special things that we've seen as well so you know we got full recording availability so <laughs> so with that in mind if you are listening and you want to come to the Welsh championships first off it's already on top fantasy football get on there send us a message if you want us to commentate on a game and if we can we'll try bear in mind there's only six rounds we will do our best to give our useless insights our quick quips spend the entire game taking the piss out of each other rather than actually watching a game and then wondering what the hell happened with the ball. But yeah, if you want us to commentate on your game specifically, give us a shout. And if we can, we'll try. Yeah, and before we go any further, I just want to give a big thanks to Shepard, who is organising the the Welsh series as well. He knows exactly, knows our view of Blood Bowl community in general. He also knows that we want to uh, lift up the Welsh community as well. So we seem to be aligned on how we want to approach things. So he, I want to say a big massive thank you to that man, that living legend that's uh, watching over us and giving us the opportunity. So like we had said, we are in the midst of iron out some creases for our Blood Bowl YouTube channel. It's going to be a few things. Like I've worked out that I can paint and chat on there so that's going to be a couple of nights a week not going to just be blood bowl. the majority blood bowl is going to circle around that thing like we said we've got articles to talk about as well so it's going to be a lot to take on as well as podcasting as well so you know just say be with us while we find our feet to take on extra roles as well on top of that I can't remember if we said earlier but Open drag is coming up, so if you want a ticket, you need to get in contact with us ASAP. So that's the YouTube part done, my friend. But there is something I've got to say. I don't feel great about saying it, but it needs to be said. Um, I'm going to be having a, a break from Blood Bowl competition in general at the moment. I think it's... <sighs> Something I've needed to do probably for a while. I've tried to struggle through because we we've got a Blood Bowl podcast, so you know that there's kind of an imperative to play Blood Bowl when you're on a podcast. But yeah, it's the run I've had over the last two years where it's really like you said, like we said before, it's dire when you see my dice rolls. you know when. You can predict how badly they are, right? It's it's kind of it grates on you a bit. Let's be honest, right? It I feel this last year it's been sapping the fun out of quite a few games as well. Where and I don't know whether I've spoken to you about this before, but we've been playing in this league, our local league, with all our friends. We. We've sat down and spent hours just shooting the shit, having a laugh. I'm not having fun there, but it's I'm it's not even 
the fact that I'm, you know, I I don't care to give a shit if it's a draw or what, but it's just, I don't, it, I've seemed to have lost the fun part of it, and I dislike the fact that I've lost the fun part of it, and I'm getting really annoyed with myself with it. I don't want that affecting the people I'm playing. That's fair. So I think at the moment it's probably best for me to have a break, explore the other options that we got where we've, like I said, I play AOS for a bit. We still catch up and play board games. Like I'm, I'm going to spend some time probably building and painting different models just because I fancy it as well. Just to have a break and then when I feel okay with myself, I'll, I'll come back. But I, I don't want to disappear fully. But because, like I said, I don't want, I don't want to like leave you in the lurch on the podcast. Basically, I don't want you to be solo in this, and then it gets too much for you. Yeah. So I'll still be you. I'll still give my two cents for the game. I'll still play friendlies now and again. But I think it's gonna. I think we've got this tournament that we're going to. You know, well, we would have gone to by the time this comes out. It's probably going to be the last one for me for the year and might not be signing up to a few seasons in the local league as well. I might have a break. And I I don't like to say because it sounds, it sounds like I'm a bit of a bitch, but, you know, it's it's affecting me. And I, I'm walking away from a game like, like miserable. And I don't want to be that. I, I, I want to be like I have been when we've gone to tournaments prior where we laugh and joking out the door, you know, eat, you know, with a wooden spoon. It's just, I don't know, it's just, I've, I've lost that ability to enjoy even a loss. I think I've seen so many skulls rolled. It's kind, it's kind of sapped it for me a bit. And yeah, I think it's probably a grown-up thing to do, walk away for a bit. So I know I kind of dropped this on you as well. No, no, I completely get it. You know, so it hobby time isn't something you have to do for as like you know nine to five. It pays the bills. This is something we did as a hobby to keep us going. Hobby and through lockdown, where we could keep chatting. And you know, I know you'll still be there to bounce messages off, and we chat every day, as everybody knows anyway. You know, I can still say, "Oh, I'm going to this tournament. This is a roster build. What do you reckon?" You know. Your input's still valuable. Like you said, you're still going to be keeping up with it. I'm sure you'll still give me a ribbon when I lose 5-0 to Phil in the final week of the league. I'm sure you'll still come up every now and again for a drink with us all, you know. Sometimes you just got to do what's right for your own mental health. The other thing that's getting to me is we're spending, was it, 20, 25 quid to go to these events. And it's if I'm sapping other people's enjoyment, that's more than 25 quid being lost there. I'm taking other people's enjoyment, so that's another 25 quid gone, so that's 50 quid gone. If I play another person, taking away from them, you know, it's not fair on other people. And I don't want to be that a grumpy bastard that's, you know, at the tournament. So I think it's probably best to just have a break. What I might do is I might just drag you along as my chaperone anyway, and then you can rub your bad luck onto my dice, and then you can laugh at it being my dice. While your dice turn around. Do you know what? Right, I would make a comment about that, but I probably it's probably best for me not to because 
lately, you've, you've like I said, you've seen it. Like me and you could use the same dice and have totally different uh, results because we because remember we had that game where we shared the uh, dark elf dice and it was all rolls for you and then yeah. you know shit for me like you know so things like that we should we should be laughing now but I I was like I said to you I, I was I was being a grump about it it was just, it was just like what you do when you're fighting a team of eleven and the dice what what do you do like you know but yeah I like I said I I don't want to be that guy so yeah. I'm gonna take a step back and hopefully you know the break will open my eyes a bit but like I said I won't be going far because we're trying to build the YouTube channel as well so yeah I'll still be about just in a very limited capacity going forward which it you know it is where it is you know yeah so um I, I don't know like how other people feel about that like, if this has happened to other people if people you know want to contact me to say like how they have approached this type of thing because I know I'm not the only one on a shitty streak at the moment but like I said I just I don't want to take the fun away from other people so if people can if got any advice or anything like that more than welcome to reach out to us we've got our socials we've got our emails we haven't mentioned it yet but we've got an affiliate link with firestorm as well so if you want to continue hobbying and get your supplies your models everything that's the best place to go so on that depressing note and everything i think we're gonna have to call it here and we'll see everybody next month so Take care, everyone, and uh, see you next time. See you next time, guys. Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch Bob Bifford without him noticing. Whoa.